millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm okay. I think we're both saying before we just started, I'm tired because I was pumping iron. Yep. You're tired because you ate a big. Big lunch. A big halloumi wrap. Big, no, no, falafel wrap. Big, sorry. big, big lunch, mate. Big boy. Yeah. Big lunch for a big boy. Yeah. So we've got different kinds of tiredness. I feel yeah. mine is more respectful than mm-hmm. your gluttony. Yeah, no, it is. But I had to because I've got a podcast record tonight. Like I'm doing, I'm pulling double podcast duty. Mm. And it's a big, big day of record. So I just needed something. Ironically, I needed something that was going to fill me throughout the day. But what I've had is something that's made me tired. Yes which is actually the opposite of what I need going into the big record. Seems like a good idea. Yeah. It actually isn't. Actually was a terrible idea. Um, but yeah, so shall we get into the show itself? Yeah. Let's dive into... What a show. What a show it was. Let's dive into AEW um, with the whipping episode. Whip it good. Uh, here, here, here it is. Here's the show. I'm terrible at these intros now. The main event angle, well, the end of the main event angle, I suppose, of last night's episode, and that is MJF whipped Cody ten times brutally. We'll get into that shortly. I was going to say, do we want to talk about the... Well, that's because people would have clicked on to see if this actually happened or not. Yeah, Let's yeah. answer that first. So MJF uh, kicks Cody in the balls because he stood up and he took all those lashings. Yeah. He runs off up the crowd. A lot of babyface wrestlers, there were a few out there anyway to encourage Cody along. Yeah. But then a few babyface wrestlers ran down the ramp. Uh, MJF gets to the top of the, the audience with Wardlow. He's up there for a bit. He's staring at Cody. The camera's cutting between them. And then, out of nowhere, 
this fan with a hood on kind of pushes MJ, the camera cuts away, it goes back to Cody. It's played very well. Like it was a shoot. Yeah, and then it cuts back and we only like half see this fan being dragged away by security with Wardlow clubbing him in the back. Yeah, yeah, but you know, when you watch it properly, those are worked punches. Yeah. I'm not talking Dark Order worked punches. No. They were connecting, but they weren't actually a bit of this, you little stupid fan. Yeah. It wasn't like when Triple H German suplexed that dude to try to run him <gasps> on Austin at the house show. <laughs> don't, don't attack people. <laughs> um, now, a lot of people, Luke included, thought this was an actual fan yeah. because it was played to perfection, I think. It was wonderful controlled chaos. Controlled chaos. Uh, but going by live reports of people who were in the crowd, people very close to this taking place, it was Kaz. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, not, not even a trainee wrestler. No, I mean, Alyssa Hutchins um, sent in a super chat to say, was at the show. The <coughs> fan was mm. Kazarian from SCU. Nevertheless, I was third row. The show was insane. The crowd was hot. I got to meet Luchasaurus. Oh, fantastic. What a great day. Our friend. Um, but yeah, so it is very much, it's Kazarian. So here's my question. Because the, the this is the second time now it's come up in AEW that they have had a planted planted fan to do something that they want to make a big deal mm. out of. The first one was when he turned heel and someone threw an entire drink at him. And then there was like footage of that that fan being escorted out. But there are also reports are that it was a planted fan. Now, I have zero issue with you having a planted fan to do that sort of thing with because it makes a really good visual. Planted fans have been in wrestling forever. It's part of the business. I think it's a very smart part of the business as well because you can create these sort of angles. My question is, why did you have it be Kaz? Yeah. Just have some backstage <coughs> tech that no one knows. Or a trainee, a local wrestler. Dressed up. Well, no, there's what I'm saying. A local wrestler will get recognized by someone. There'll yeah. be someone who will say, I know that person. I, get, I guess it's a smarter crowd as well. It's, yeah, but if you had someone who was like Jeff from Accounts, you know, came in and just played that role. Tony Khan. No one's going to say, like, oh, that's Jeff from Accounts. They're going to be like, oh my God, a fan attacked MJF. And the controlled chaos feels a bit more real. Having Kazarian do it, though, makes you go like, what's Kazarian doing it for? It's, a, it's quite a masterful sleight of hand, the way they filmed it. Because I, I, th I thought it was real mm -hmm. until I started reading online afterwards. Absolutely. You did too. Until I was told, yeah. Um, and when you watch the, it back, which I have done, it is remarkable how obvious it is. Because Kaz, sure, has got a hoodie on uh, and a, a, you know just covered up his top half. But you can see his entire lower body. He's wearing his gear. Still in his gear. He's, a, he's definitely a wrestler. And it's, uh, it, it just reminds me of that, that experiment where you've got to count the basketball passes. Have you ever seen this? No, I've not. Oh my God, it's a famous basketball, uh, it's a famous uh, psychology experiment. where I'm, I went to a thick school. These people are, it was, a, it was an advert, it was part of an advert for a while. Uh, y you've got to count how many times these five people pass a basketball between each other. Mm -hmm. And you count them and you're like, okay, it was eight. And then they say, did you get eight? Yes, I did. And then it goes, did you notice the guy in the monkey outfit who walked into the middle, danced and walked off? And you're like, what? And you go back and watch it. And there is a guy in a monkey suit, walks what? into the middle, stands between what? the basketball thing, does a dance for like five <laughs> seconds and walks off. No way. And like 99% of people completely miss that. Wow. Because they're focusing on the thing. So it's like when you're wrapped up in the story and emotion and drama of something, and it was intensely emotional, this main event angle. Uh, but it just, you, you, you miss stuff like that. Yeah, 
I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. But apparently, yes, it was not <laughs> a, a real fan. It was Kazarian, former tag team champion Kazarian. Yeah, yeah. Very noticeable <laughs> Kazarian. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, know, you didn't even pick John Silver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we... Yeah, so, so they should, they, they should have... Uh, I agree. Yeah. Shall we talk about the main event itself? Because yes. we are differing on this. Uh, I, okay, so I thought it was a home run segment. I thought that the drama was incredible. Mm. I thought that the performances by everyone involved yes. in this segment, questionably Brandy Rhodes, because I think that adds that just asks more questions than it does leave answers. Um, and I thought the, the drama was incredible. I thought the emotion from the crowd was so real. Everything about this felt so real and genuine. It was played to absolute perfection. It just did nothing for me. Hmm. Going into this, uh, going into this segment, I loved Cody and I hated MJF. But this segment didn't me make didn't make me hate MJF more, and it didn't make me love Cody more either. I've got the same level of interest going into their revolution match than I did when I went into this segment. So while I do, you know, the segment was an absolute masterpiece, it just did nothing for me. <laughs> so it's, well, it, did, it definitely did do something for you because it filled 20 minutes of your life in a very enjoyable way. Well, okay, yes. But it didn't add to this feud. And I didn't get the same level of emotion that I think I was supposed to get mm. from it, which is I'm supposed to come out of this being like, oh man, I just really hate that MJF. Whereas I came out being like, yeah, MJF's a bit of a knob. I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that, my, my love for this episode was more of just how biblical it felt. <laughs> you know, you've got one guy getting whipped in the main event. You've got Sakazawa, Yakazawa, Suki Sakazawa. Uh, <laughs> All right, Jim Cornette. <laughs> I know that sounded a lot more offensive than it means it. It was my own pronunciation I was making a joke of. Her teeth come out. Yeah. Uh, there's that literal eye for an eye. Yeah. Mox angle at the start. I just, the I return love, of the car. I, to- yeah, I told my girlfriend about this this morning. I was like, oh, this episode was great. I told her those three things. And she went, that sounds really violent. <laughs> Who was this made for? And I went, 18 to 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the demographic ah. they always win. <laughs> uh, NXT Mark. And I slapped her. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. What so what what could they have done that would have made you get into it to the to well, the level you think? I, so, okay, so I think this is just it's a, it's a different of mentality. I guess this is a very old school segment. Mm. This is very like eighties seventies eighties wrestling. Yeah, and I I think just sort of you know twenty twenty. It's been forty years since that sort of thing has been popularized. Maybe you just didn't have that same. And, and it should have done because, like, he had you know, pure welts on his back. But actually, it felt less brutal than the Daniel Bryan Fiend match, mm, which actually yeah. felt way more gimmicked. Like, that didn't have the emotion that this had. But yet, that one came across like it was more physical and more dangerous. I, yeah, so I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. It's like the emotion was there. I'm into all the characters. Just to briefly recap the way they structured this, which was just so well done. Yeah. They ha- they almost had a different spot for each whip. So first yeah. whip, and then a bunch of heels come out. To Got butcher watch. blade, few of the inner circle to watch because they're like uh, yeah. evil heel stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, second or third whip, you get uh, uh, Arn Anderson comes out, and then you get Dustin Rhodes come out. It's yeah, like, Dustin, oh, Dustin Rhodes gets oh, in and begs to take the rest of them. Beautiful, and MJF's like no. Uh, Bucks come out at one point. And then, and th- th- yeah, I agree the Brandy Rhodes was a mistake because it's just too muddled and, and you're effectively saying, this is real. 
the other stuff. The other right. stuff is, and that's just really misjudged. Yeah. Uh, then you get Wardlow. So, and at the end, you've got these ten whips. Well, I think it might be because the most famous whipping angle in my mind is uh, the kendo stick Tommy, Tommy Dreamer one in yeah. ECW, and that is so much more brutal than this. Yeah. Like, like three, four times more brutal, and. This one probably hurt more because kendo sticks are a bit flimsy and they're gimmick to fall apart. So weirdly, you're in a position where your body takes more punishment, but it doesn't feel as visceral as something from 25 years ago. And we've also had 25 years of gradual audience desensitization. Yeah. So yeah, it didn't feel brutal. I, lo I loved it all, but, mm -hmm. it, yeah. but unfortunately, the bloodthirst in me, I was far more affected by the teeth falling out. Yeah, from which was so fake. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah. I'm like, Cody legit took those belt whips. Yeah. He put the picture, you could see it was bleeding from the back from a belt. Yeah, and like when uh, Moxley stabbed Santana in the eye and then the promo he cut later on in the show, I was like, woof, man, that, that is, that's a fiery promo. I'm so excited for that match next week. And that was 100% fake. Like yeah. he, they, the replay they showed, they picked the worst angle possible <laughs> where he very much stabbed him in the forehead. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I, don't know, I don't know what they could have done mm. to kind of change my mind on this. But it, as I've kind of said since the announcement of this, I've never had the whole, oh, that's going to be so violent and it's going to be so brutal to watch. I've never had that emotion from it. And yet, weirdly, and it's just a bizarre thing. I was, I was, the other thing I was thinking of today was at MediaCon the other year, when we had Sammy Callahan versus Jimmy Havoc, mm. and we were like, oh, man, it's going to be a violent and brutal match. And there's so much stuff in that that is just so wonderfully worked, like, and it's just you know not painful whatsoever. But we're still there going like, oh, oh my god, oh, blah, blah. As you said, this is all real. This is genuine whips. But I know it was like, oh, you know, I was like, mm, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I'll, it, I'll take my notes. It is a real curious one because I loved it. You called it a home run of a segment. I agree. But the yeah, it's it's it was the 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 sort of violence aspect of it was outdated, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, maybe they weren't trying to go for that, though. Maybe they were, they really did just want the emotion of the characters and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to pick uh, Cody's brain mm, about this. Mm. I really would, because I really love Cody's mentality, which is, hey, like, no one does 80s wrestling anymore. Yeah. So let's do some 80s storylines. And this is a pre like a proper 80s style storyline. You can't touch me. You're going to get 10 lashes live on TV. Then you're going to have a steel cage yeah. match that's going to build to our singles match. Like it's There's a diamond ring in there's there There's a diamond, somewhere. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all this. Like it's, so, it's such an 80s simple yeah. storyline. And, and that's what I really respect about Cody. And I really, really like that about his booking style. So I'd, I'd really love to sit down and pick his brains over this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So Patreon, Luke. Well, our Patreon is our exclusive little area where you get extra bonus content like Ollie and I doing a three-hour review of Royal Rumble 2001, our two-hour drunk cast, which features Laurie and Ollie doing a lot of drinking and singing. Yeah. Uh, me and Peter are there periodically because we have to go places, and we left it until right at the end of the month to record. <laughs> um, and there's loads of other bonus content. We've got uh, the poll is going to be up for the February WrestleTalk Extra podcast. Ooh. There are some interesting choices on there. It's a lot of stuff from 2000, 2001. Wow. Who would have guessed it? <laughs> We've also got a lot of Elimination Chambers in there as well. So, a lot to get into. We're very, very excited for this. But at the $25 level, you get your name shouted out on this show by these two handsome chaps, like these people right here. The Kessel Run DX Solo. Love him! And a shout out to his wife, Alison. Love Lovely him. people. Paul E. Dangerously Jarman. Yes, yes the Jarman. the expert. Justin, could you be any better than Matthew Perry? Oh, nice stuff. The $100 man, C.D. Horver. Please let us know you're okay. We haven't heard from him for about a year. <laughs> the Rocket, Dan Van Sky. Van Van Sky. Check him out on Spotify. He's a very, very good singer. Float like a butterfly, Samad Ali. Yeah, your card is over there. We can see Lovely all the guy. time. Uh, Kratos's forgotten son, Chris Petrou. Oh, Whoa. what a great guy. Luke's favourite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Yeah. Ryan B. Bad. Always bad, Ooh. always bad. The Beast, Brock Taylor. Yes. The Mountain, Matthew Dennis. Oh, he's as big Ooh. as a mountain. And lastly, Adam and the Anthony Bergeron. Prince, Prince Charming. Thank you very much. Jobber JJ 496 says, quite the whipping, blood in mouth and teeth falling out, uh, jabbing eyes, been put through tables. It was quite the pornography. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, AEW was great, five out of five. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, you know, 
There was no actual table break spot though, because Rio is you know a buck fifty soaking wet and Sasha Banks doesn't go through tables. <laughs> Rio is definitely not going through tables. <laughs> Naim Ahmad, not gonna lie, that Cody whipping had me low key close to tears. Also, was Mel Gibson a producer for that segment? Yeah, and I don't think anyone is like I don't mm. think anyone's out of their mind for getting emotionally invested in this because I, I, as I said, I thought the emotion of it was so real and genuine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Flame Inc. Live. DDP made a statement that said any WWE Hall of Famer working for AEW are not blacklisted by WWE and can return anytime they wish. This is good news, right? Smiling emoji. Uh, and he just followed up, added note, this means WWE has not blacklisted them. Yes. So this was a report from a while ago saying WWE won't touch anyone who works for AEW, mm -hmm. DDP being one of them. Uh, Ric Flair worked the BT Sport WWE launch party and was on the Jericho cruise yeah. in the same week. So it's obviously, that's obviously not true. Yeah, I think there was something with Booker T where he said he couldn't, once, once he found out that it was connected to, StarCast was connected mm. to AEW, that he pulled out of it. Well, like, they, they definitely pulled Undertaker. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they 100% pulled yeah, Undertaker. Yeah, we know that as a reported yeah. fact. Yeah. Uh, but maybe that's softened since because they probably need all hands on deck. Mm. Uh, let me see if there's more... There doesn't seem to be any more. Uh, That's interesting that there aren't more super chats yes. about the, Let me see the if there's whipping. There's any in the in the actual chat. You fill for time. You go through a few others. And oh, see okay. If, uh, well, uh, let's have this one from Canamil Probabil, who said Darby Allen can't act like a badass when he wears those leggings. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit uh, Peter Panny. I, I kind of like it though. <laughs> I really like it the way. I, I just think he looks so unique in that sense, and mm. I loved that promo. I thought it was great. So John McNeil said, "Should have wet the belt first, so that would make it mm. hurt more." Maybe I, I guess so. Well, I mean, it sounds like a prison thing, Matt. <laughs> I, the but maybe that is. So I was thinking about it. Do you want like a spike in the top of the belt, like a gimmick spike? That might have made it feel more. But, uh, yeah, but then it might have made it look a bit too hokey and. But like we said, the, oh maybe he had yeah. the eye stab at the start yeah, of the show, which was completely right. hokey, and it worked fantastically. Uh, the we're not, and, and we are not saying it was a bad segment. Absolutely we not. both loved the segment. We just, it's weird that we both had the same gut feeling of, huh? I loved it, but I thought I would have loved it more. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I was just tired from that a wicked eight-man tag. The Maybe it's a case of more. I mean, 10 doesn't feel like that much. How many did Tommy Dreamer take? Like in the oh, high God, 20s? Remember, remember it now. was more. Uh, so maybe 50, 50 whips. That, yeah, but that sort of seems like a. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, should we with a couple more of these super chats? Yes. Then we'll get into the four of you. Anton H said, uh, Yuka's got to be gone for six months after that injury. Because <laughs> she hasn't been around for ages. She's not Rio. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks on the bounce for Rio, yeah, yeah. crikey. Samad Ali, one of my favorite moments from this AEW show was when Matt Jackson took Paige's beer, then he reveals he's got a picture instead. Crying with laughter emoji. So well done. I don't know how that, well, they probably just had someone pass him a picture under the shop. Yeah, completely. It was magnificent. Just let me read this, I found another one. Dan H in the chat would have loved it if it was 15, not 10. Interesting. After taking eight, Cody could have started to collapse and the faces could have come out. So yeah, when everyone started to come out around five, six belt whippings, yeah. you've only got four more left after that. Yeah. I, I think it would have been something that got more dramatic the longer it went on for. Yeah. And, and it sort of cut, it's like when a match is really good, but it, it finishes at 10 minutes rather than 15. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a very uh, good point. Uh, yeah, I, I like it had that. a bit more. In. Yeah, I like that. 
Um, one last super chat. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan B. Bask in his glory. King Chopper Whopper says, The Dark Order commercial was fantastic. Completely caught me off guard. I didn't see a Dark Order commercial. I didn't see a Dark Order commercial either. I wonder if it was actually during the commercial oh. breaks. Oh, maybe. Uh, right, so the actual episode of Dynamite opened with John Moxley walking through the crowd with a new kind of eye patch. Yeah. It was like a triangle one. It looked cool, but Snake not Blisket. as cool as the pirate one. Uh, did you see the sign? that? And this actually did make me um, hate MJF more. It's a sign that says MJF listens to Coldplay. There was also a sign in the main event that said, it was a big sign. It was like four people long that said MJF lashes himself <laughs> or something like that. I wrote it down. Yeah. MJF likes to lash himself. Yeah. Great very sign good. banter. And that was actually, do you know what? You don't see that very often anymore. Like the group of guys holding mm. up, you know, one sign or one sentence. You used to see that back in the day loads of times. Like um, if you smell, there'd be like loads of E's and yeah, loads of yeah. L's. Uh, so John Moxie comes out. He's having a match against Ortiz because in the previous week's brawl, it was Ortiz, I think, that he paradigm shifted yes. when everyone was going for him. Yeah. So nicely set up there. And this, so Santana and Ortiz come out and then Jericho comes out with Hager and Sammy Guevara, which means we got Jericho and Sammy on commentary, yeah. which was amazing. Crowd singing uh, Judas as well, which now really does feel like it's a big thing. And Sammy said, what a great song <laughs> <laughs> on commentary. Jericho's fantastic. Sammy and Jericho together yeah. are like, it's the Owens dynamic, it's Jericho Owens, but yeah. it's different because Sammy's so young and idol obviously idolises Chris so much. Yeah. They're working it perfectly. This crowd, by the way, were so hot for this show. Mm. Like, they were nuclear for absolutely everything that was going on. I thought it was a great crowd all night. Good good week for, for crowds. Yeah. Um, the Just Ortez is amazing. Uh, Ortiz, sorry, is amazing. Can say who? Is so funny with his selling. Yeah. Like he he's he's simultaneously unhinged and scary, and funny at the same time. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I don't know. To him, Tiger style is very real. Yeah. Like it is this real thing that he does. And he's got barefoot shoes. <laughs> A man after my own heart. The white shoes. <laughs> um, yeah. So like. Santana did a bit of distraction so Ortiz could work him over for a while, but in the end there was a malfunction at the junction and uh, Mox hit the paradigm shift to get the win. And then after the match, Santana attacks him, but Mox takes him out and he pulls out the car key. It's back. It's not a drop storyline. Apparently we're still sticking with this car. Mm -hmm. And you got Jericho and Kevin going, that's the car key. That's, that's my car. You should give that car back. And he puts it between his fingers and he stabs Santana in the eye with this car key. Later on in the show, Santana does this amazing promo oh. to set up a match for them next week. So if, like, we've got Moxley going through the members of the inner circle before we get to Jericho, which I think is a great way to use that group. It's, this is such a coherent story. Yeah. Like it's so, it's a bit, I guess it's a bit messy with the car. The car keys work fantastically. The, the car is the only thing that's weird in this story. But Excalibur had this great call. We are literally talking about an eye for an eye here. Yeah. And Excalibur says, revenge in its most ancient form. Oh. I just was like, <gasps> <laughs> biblical. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a borderline heel act, but he's doing it as a receipt. Yeah. 
it's such a fine line. It's pure Austin. Yeah, and, and the crowd loved it, yeah. which shows that it worked. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, I love, well, I guess we'll talk a bit about the Santana promo later. Uh, that was so cool. Oh, it's a great promo. And I cannot wait to see Mox versus Santana. Yeah. It's next week. Yeah. yeah brilliant. Uh, and then we got Best Friends versus SCU which the crowd were probably the coolest for at the start, but by the end, holy moly, yeah. did they get everyone involved. Yeah, they were chanting, this is awesome throughout it. There was a moment when like, it just turned into pure chaos on the outside mm -hmm. with everyone just doing, there was like German suplexes on the outside and these big moves, and everyone goes down. Orange Cassidy walks around, surveys all of this, and decides to join them with also laying down as they went to the commercial break. Very, very funny spot for Cassidy. Crowd were massively into to OC. Um, yeah, and then it, it was actually a really, really good match. These, yeah. these two teams worked together so well. It was amazing. Uh, but at the end, Sky, Scorpio Sky helped Kazarian reverse um, Strong Zero so we could roll them up and get the pin. Um, you know, fine finish, doesn't really hurt best friends too much. And set to SCU are still the number one ranked tag team and they've got a tag title shot next week. I'll tell you why it didn't really hurt best friends either. Who, who was such a good act. When their music hits, Everyone's like, well, yeah, it's the yeah. best friends. And then Orange Cassidy walks in. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> uh, but uh, it's because they had it won almost. Yeah. But they stopped to do the hug spot. And they did the hug spot. Everyone cheered. The camera zoomed out. And JR's saying on commentary, it's stupid. They shouldn't be doing that. They should be getting the win right now. And that led directly into the finish. Yeah. So I, I thought it protected them very well. It wasn't that they can't beat SCU. It's just that they made a tactical error. Yeah. Loved it. And that's something you can then turn into a storyline down the road if you mm. choose to do so. Uh, and then afterwards, the, the Dark Order minions and Stu uh, ran down for the attack and they attacked both teams. And I love, I, j I just love Uno just walking slowly down to the ring, just surveying all of this. He still feels like the real leader, but you know, he's just <laughs> walking down. He's not the exalted one. I know. Just walking down to the ring. He looks so awesome in his suit as well. The mask really complements <laughs> it. And uh, they get into, he gets into the ring, and they offer Orange Cassidy a spot in the group. And so Cassidy holds out his hands to grab it, up in the air, into the pockets. Have you seen from Dark, from this week, where he does it against Tully Blanchard? Yes, I have. And yeah, Tully yeah. Blanchard does it right back to him. But, with the, but he does it with yeah, the four, four, the four yeah. horsemen. I love that spot. So uh, good. What, what I loved about this more, though, was as soon as Orange Cassidy did that, Stu Grayson was like, nah. nah. And he <laughs> ran across and just assassinated him with his knee. Grayson's so oh, cool, Oh, I love man. Grayson. I've got to be honest, I, I don't really like Evil Uno. There's oh, just, really? Yeah, he's just... He doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Right? Yeah. But I'm, everyone else seems to like him, so yeah, have at it. I mean, you say everyone seems to like him, but it is the, it's you. It is the <laughs> least like. Yeah, it is, it's just me. Everyone, it's the least liked act in this company. Well, I think that's. They, they, don't, they didn't like the storyline and the push. I think the act is now solid. Yeah. And, but I, I just think Stu Grayson. I, I, maybe I'm. So, I love Stu Grayson so much. And then Christopher Daniels runs down to make the save and he's begging for them to come in, but uh, Uno just sort of like snaps his fingers and the mm. minions all walk off. Very, very good stuff. I think my only criticism about this is that, because we then got the Britt baker Yukazaki zaki match, which also had some after the bell shenanigans. And that was three matches in a row that all had after the bell stuff happening. I've, I, I wrote in my notes, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I felt like every single segment was great wrestling followed up by something dramatic. Great wrestling, something dramatic. Maybe if one of them wasn't that great or it was repetitive, 
I would agree with you, but in this case, I, I thought it was different yeah. enough, and I was just having a whale of a time watching this episode. And, yeah, and it's it's not something that I'm going to say is like, oh, this is the dirt worst. Mm. It's just if I was to label it, le- level a criticism, you know, superficial criticism at it, perhaps if it was more spread out. It's like the, do you remember that Raw episode where they had loads of squash matches? Yeah, yeah. And we were like, man, like, and I didn't really get on with the episode. I was like, it just needs to be, like, if the squash matches were mm. spread out, it wouldn't have felt so much. Like, if you'd have had the Joey Janela, uh, Kip Sabian match, in the sen- in the middle of this, it yeah. probably wouldn't have then felt like you had so many interference spots. Maybe. Um, I, d- I would like to also go back and correct my wording of talking about Evil Uno. It's not like I don't like him. That's, but that, that's what you mean, though. That's, you, what, that's you, literally you, what I said. Yeah. I don't like Evil Uno. <laughs> it's not that. It's just I... He's like Jeff Hardy to me. Yeah, yeah. Where, okay. where I just don't really have yeah. an opinion. I think that's fair enough. Um, the... Yeah, so then it goes to Taz from earlier in the day. He's talking about the Cody whipping stuff. He you know, wishes Cody the best. I thought they were going to have more of this throughout the show because they get one from Dustin uh, earlier. I thought you might have had one from, like, not, no, maybe not Arn, but Tully would have been very interesting mm. because Tully doesn't like Cody, yeah. but still would have had a very interesting sort of look at that, particularly from sort of an old-school mindset. That's a good point. Uh, and then we got Britt Baker versus, I'm going to say it, Yuka Zaka... <laughs> Yuka Sakazaki. That's correct. Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah, her first AEW match since Fighter Fest last wow. year. It's a long old time. I saw her at Pro Wrestling Eve uh, in the January show. Is it called Pro Wrestling Eve? It's called Eve. Right, Girls <laughs> Wrestling. And uh, she's fantastic. Yeah. So good. Yeah, she was really good. This, this was like a fun little match as well. You saw Baker being a lot mm-hmm. more vicious. What I really liked this about this was the finish, which is that like, so Sakazaki got the roll up and the pin. But it's because Baker was being a heel. Mm. Like Baker was trying to get the lockjaw in and couldn't get it because Yuka was fighting out of it. So she was like, oh, I'm going to be a heel and I'm going to pull the hair. And pulling the hair was the detriment because doing that created the momentum so that Yuka could roll her up and get the pin. So it was Baker's own viciousness and wanting to kind of like go to this heel side that was her downfall here. And then she took that out on Yuka after the match by dinking her with the ring bell and then stomping her mouth into the, uh, the bottom rope. I, I, I really liked everything in this. That there was a moment where I was like, oh, I wish Britt didn't have to lose like that. Cheap roll up, you know. Mm. But then it totally works because you need a reason for her to snap. And that the bottom rope spot was amazing. So I, I love that bit. But the ring bell. Yeah. If you're going to just do this to someone... <laughs> Just use a forearm. Yeah, no. it, was, it was so bad. It's the, listen. It's not quite the tink heard around the world from Survivor Series '98, but it's as close yeah. as you're gonna get. Uh, but what happened is Yuka's down. Britt Baker puts her mouth on the bottom rope like a curb stomp position, but a, a real curb yeah. stomp one. And she kicked, did she kick the back of her head? Yes. Yeah. And Yuka sold it. Obviously, put a blood capsule in and a fake tooth, and she spat that out. Really, like, yeah. Oh, oh camera. To the camera. <laughs> and I just, you know, it was hokey. Yeah. It was fake, but I loved it. Really liked it. Thought it was excellent. Yeah, um, I thought it was really, really effective. And then, as if that wasn't enough, we got just this insane match afterwards. This, okay. So we said last week. This is the match I was most looking oh. forward to. Not only because of the eight guys that are in this match. <laughs> but also because I'm in love with this Hangman Page storyline. Totally, yeah. And I just want to... Th- this Hangman Page storyline is a book I can't put down. Yeah. But I'm being forced to read it chapter by chapter every mm-hmm. week. And that's like... So throughout the week, I'm just like, oh, I just want the next chapter. I want to read that next chapter. 
And that and this was another great chapter in this story. I this match was freaking amazing, but it's finished and afterwards it was just absolutely perfection. And they're not making massive storyline progress each oh, no. week. It's very incremental. But it's not getting boring at all because everyone's playing their roles so well. It's a very good story with a lot of context and, and history behind it. And we get the best matches on TV every week. Oh, yeah. This was so much fun. Yeah. There were some st some spots in there. The, the one that did it for me was uh, everyone, all the heels ran wild on Nick Jackson, all hit their finishes on him in the corner. Then the butcher, there's a sort of, I think there's a power bomb, and he, he rolls over him for the pin. Matt Jackson slides in to break it up. Penta jumps off the butcher's back, technically breaking up the pin, but fair mm -hmm. play. Hops off butcher's back, Canadian destroyer onto Matt Jackson. I was just like, <laughs> I was in wrestling heaven. Yeah, I mean, I've written here, this crowd is incredible. This is bonkers action. It's impossible to take notes. He, he can't do it, he you, can't do it. It was just so difficult to do. And, and the, my favorite <laughs> part of this though, because the Hangman was the star of this match. Like everyone else was doing like this amazing wrestling. But Hangman's selling of all of this has just been so good. So just like to kick things off, when the elite make their entrance, they come out to the being the elite music. Paige has got no time for it. He just storms on ahead of them and just gets into the ring and waits for it. While Kenny and the Bucks, you know, this amazing group of friends, are doing their big entrance and everything. Paige's like, no, nope, I'm just going to get in the ring. And they just keep coming back to Paige, just staring in the ring, waiting for them to come down, waiting for this match to start. I've got some cowboy S word I need to do here. And then he sort of, you know, he starts the match, runs wild, tags in Kenny. Kenny then tags in on the Bucks and they do this big triple drop kick spot. Hangman's just there on the apron, just nonplussed by the whole thing. And then he doesn't get tagged in for the rest of the match. But when he gets tagged in, he runs effing wild. It was a thing of beauty. And the credit's gotten over so big. This was a guy who was kind of floundering with a one-dimensional babyface spot, who even though was pushed in the most high-profile match at All Out, it didn't really work. No. But now he's one of the most over characters in the whole company. The crowd are yelling cowboy S-word yeah. for ages in his hot tag. That the level of detail for this storyline is just has Kenny and the Bucks written all over it. When they do that entrance, the name bar doesn't say Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, tag team champions. Yeah. And the young Bucks, it says Hangman Page and the Elite. Yeah. It is very clearly defining these guys and Paige. What I love about it so much is Paige's character can just as easily be read as he's just about business, he wants to get the job done, let's do the match. That's why he's walking down there, mm -hmm. not because of any dissension. So it's so multi-layered and yet it plays directly into the storyline because he never tags in the Bucks. No, no, he just tags in his tag partner. Like, you know, the person that he trusts in all of this. And yeah, and at the end of it, he, he goes to tag Omega, but Omega gets pulled off the apron by, I think, by like, the Blade or whoever it was. And then the Bucks are on the apron, begging for the tag. <coughs> Hangman's not interested. Not, I'm not here to tag with you guys. And then, for his troubles, gets uh, killed with the assisted pile driver, uh, the assisted package pile driver by the Lucha Brothers. Ray Phoenix does this whopping great. His dives are like, there is literally, it's a good job someone is there to stop yeah. his momentum. <laughs> it's <laughs> the moon stars. <laughs> it's, it does this big dive. 
and Pentagon pins Hangman Page. Yeah. So now not only have we got SCU as the number one contenders and they've got a tag match next week, the Lucha Brothers have pinned the tag champs, which now sets them up for future shots as well. Brilliant. All down to Hangman not tagging in the Bucks. And the Bucks had the match won at one point as well, but Page tagged himself in mm. because he wants to be the guy that's getting the wins. It's, or does he? You know, it, well, he does, but you know, you could, yeah. he could argue that wasn't the case. Or it's it, fantastic. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just, it's my favorite storyline in wrestling at the moment. And yeah. it, it makes me think, oh, I, obviously we, we've speculated about Kenny's level of power, but there was that story that um, Khan's taking more of the creative lead on things. But this, as you said, this does feel like a Kenny Omega storyline. And you know, and Kenny and the Bucks and everyone working together on this. And I just thought Kenny took such flack for last year being, and everyone said like, he can't write stories. He doesn't know how to tell proper stories. And yet I look at this, and I think this has got Kenny Omega's fingerprints all over it. Hmm. And like, yeah, he does know how to tell stories. Well, it's just, you know, creative misfires. Yeah. Not, you, not Everyone every, has them. You, not every storyline you do is always, <coughs> you know, works. We know that better than anyone. Keith Apicary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we come back from the break, and Paige is long gone by this point. Tony Schiavone is interviewing Kenny in the ring, and Pac interrupts backstage. He says this is meant to be a contract signing between them. Uh, Kenny left Nakazawa for dead. Yeah. So was that fun? People keep telling me to watch Dark. Well, they did it twice on on Dynamite mm. and did a follow. Well, so they did a follow up to the first one on Dark, and I don't think they did a follow up to the second one. But I, either way, he left Nakazawa for dead. So it's like, so maybe you'll answer if I attack Riho. And Riho was just standing there, looking like a complete chump. Like, just doing nothing, just standing there being scared. I am set dressing. I'm like, you're the champion. Yeah. Like, you're not meant to be the, the women's world champion. And Pat goes to intimidate her. Kenny's like, no, I'll, I'll accept the match, I'll accept the match. And Pat's like, yeah, it wasn't so hard, was it? You know, and I'm not going to attack Riho. I'm not going to attack a woman, because I may be a bastard, but I'm not a beast. But she is. He walks away. Nyla Rose comes out the back, kills poor Riho, just kills her dead, and power bombs her onto the table, not through the table. And say, you know, I'll see you again next week. We've got a women's championship match next week. Yeah. Her, her final line, I wish she just didn't say anything. Mm. I don't think she, she speaks well. I didn't buy into oh, I thought her I, anger. I quite liked it. And the licking of the hand thing. Yeah. I think that's a bit lame. Uh, Darby Allen then has his little short film entry yeah. uh, to win the, the local film competition. <laughs> well, I love this as well, is because they said, Darby Allen sent us this tape, so we're going to air it now. So it's not a case of like production have put yes. this together. This is the wrestler has made this, like PAX last week, the wrestler has made this and given it to us. And this is Darby has given us this tape for us to play. Uh, and it is, a, yeah, it's this sort of black and white short film of him coughing and choking from the attack that he got last week, the skateboard to the throat. And then he sees the standee of Jericho and Sammy Guevara. So he grabs a flamethrower and sets it on fire. And that was it. Yeah. But I, flamethrowers are cool. But I like it. It's following up from last week. Mm -hmm. And it now sets the... Darby Allen's got his sights set on Inner Circle. So it's just more plates spinning, featuring characters that are yeah. in other feuds and storylines. And it's my favorite thing about AEW is this, this wonderfully woven together tapestry of various different storylines, but people are in various different places and they're all sort of working in and against each other. It just sucks that they can't do it for the women's division. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's so good over here, but it sucks over here. Um, the, yeah, and that's got to set up Darby versus Sammy for Revolution, which yeah. I'm really excited for. Uh, we got Joey Janela versus Kip Sabian in a sort of blow-off but non-blow-off match. 
They went a long time. Uh, yeah. They nearly they teased that it was going to be a, a time limit draw. Really, yeah. They did the time call. I think it went over fifteen minutes. I guess. I think with so. A Twenty yeah. minute time limit. Yeah. Um, but Penelope made a. <laughs> Thank I was you very just much. Trying to think how you did it. Uh, made a, a distraction. Joey took her out on the apron and Kip rolled him up for the win. Yeah. It's fun. It's fine. Fine it, stuff. It was the least best thing on the show. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't on pay per view. Like, yeah. I just felt like the storyline's been building too, but you know, uh, as well, we... this didn't feel like the payoff. No, yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, I suppose you got Joey to get the the big win at the mm. end. And like, what I, the other thing I kind of like about AEW, and we <coughs> saw this when we got like our here's what's coming up in you know a few weeks time. They are sort of setting up Dynamite episodes to feel like these sort of mini pay-per-views, kind of like what NXT was doing mm. in you know, the early days of this Wednesday Night War. It's a, it's a marathon. Like putting on takeovers every week. Um, I think that AEW now are doing this, like, you know, Pac and Omega is a pay-per-view quality calibre match, but we've got a, this other storyline we're doing at the pay-per-view, so we'll just do it as the main event of this episode of, mm. Revolution, uh, of uh, Dynamite instead. It's a great way to build up to the pay-per-view. Yeah. You, you kind of want all your storylines and matches to peak... Well, not peak, but progressively build. And that's the tack they've taken. I think it's a very wise move if yeah. you've got the matches and ideas to do it with. And yeah, when they when they ran through the card for the next three weeks of TV, yeah. you got the cage match with Cody and Wardlow. 30-minute Iron Man match with Omega and Pac. Pac. And that's in three weeks' time. Like They're promoting in three weeks' time you're going to get this 30-minute Iron Man match. You said the steel cage. That's in two weeks' time. Mm. And, they said, and next week, you've got two title matches and you've got the Tag Team Battle Royal for a title shot at Revolution, <coughs> and you've got uh, Nyla Rose versus Riho for the, the women's title. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, and um, Mox versus Santana. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's got to be the whole episode, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they did, uh, yeah, just, uh, and on February 14th, Valentine's Day, tickets will go on sale for Double or Nothing. Yeah. Which is May 23rd, I think they said. Yeah. So, uh, that's... so that was the official date announcement. I don't know if it, it was... If it was just May before then, now we know what date it is. Yeah. Uh, then we get a Dustin Rhodes. Oh, no, sorry, we skipped. We, then we, we get the main event uh, segment, really. But before that is that excellent Santana promo that we've already talked about. The inner circle are kind of tending to him on a staircase backstage. And Jericho screams at interviewer Alex Marvez to shut his ass <laughs> when he tries to ask a question. Yeah. Brilliant. Great stuff. And then yeah, Santana grabs the microphone and cuts this promo on Moxie saying, you threw gasoline on the fire. Mm. Um, come, it's going to be, I think it's going to be an amazing match next week. You threw gasoline on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was a really, really good show. Like, it was a, a great, great show. I gave it a, a four out of five. Give it the full five. Man, I gave it a, I gave it four. And it's T-Mark. <laughs> Getting to your su 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 super chats from Derek Ayala. Mm. Ayala. I wanted to get this in before going back to work, so you're probably watching this on catch up. It looks like the Nightmare Collective isn't a thing anymore, unless I missed it during my bathroom break. Keep up the great work, guys. I don't know on that one. You've seen the therapy vignettes they've been putting on the social. I have not known. Brandy is kind of seen a psychiatrist and she's blaming the Nightmare Collective stuff on head trauma. Plus, Luther and Mel? Mel attacked Awesome Kong. Yeah, the so they, they kicked her out of the group. So, and then Brandy came out 
for the lashing out of the gimmick. So I don't know. It's it's muddled. Yeah, it's, it's messy. muddled. Yeah. Um, Colostopia says, the more time passed, the more I hated MJF in He's terms of the whipping. Heel. Yeah, He's yeah. a great heel. And to get that low blow shot in at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, such a dick run move. Yeah. Literally. It's a dick movie, you're right. Do you want to do the next one? Oh, sorry. L Hicks 352. The Nightmare Collective were never really <laughs> real. They were a figment of Brandy's imagination. Watch AEW Dark and be in the elite. No, but they weren't. They, they were real because we all saw them and they were fighting mm. people. You don't want to get into the situation where you don't want to get into Ultimate Warrior Hogan territory yeah. where you start to show visualizations. Wrestling is walks the tightrope of verisimilitude too finely anyway. Yeah. And that tips it over. You, you can't now just say they were all in Brandy's head. She's going to wake up in the shower or something. Yeah, because we all, we all know they were there. All Elite DK. Cody made me cry. Oh. Crying emoji. Wrestling is real again. Yeah. But again, Brandy came out. <laughs> uh, Gordon Master, Maston says, Maston maybe? Uh, why do AEW win the ratings every week? Um, I think people are burnt out on WWE, if I, if I were to have to say it. But this week will be interesting because of the Charlotte Flair yeah. stuff and we're, we're heading towards Portland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they have won every week this year. And even though NXT is a different offering, very different style to Raw and SmackDown, I just think people are... If you're a WWE fan, you've probably already had your fill of the product. Yeah. Flaming Clive. Mm. Clive, about the whipping, I'm just used to random stuff like this happening in wrestling, so it's just something else. Kind of bored with stuff like this. Mm. Huh. That's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of, there is a lot of history there behind the whipping stipulation, yeah. which I appreciate. Flint Mech, there's a story playing out on Dark, revealing that Brandy is suffering multiple personalities and hallucinations, plus a split of the collective. I'm genuinely optimistic where it seems to be going. I'm optimistic if it's just ending. Mm. That's the best. Yeah, that's the, be the best outcome. Yeah. It's, it is awkward. It's, it's always a very difficult, unless you're going into parody, Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to get right. And. And a lot of people have sent me the, the the vignettes and stuff that they've done. I just haven't got around to watching them yet. But if it's important, it should be on TV. Yeah. Because I, I, I will never get this argument of, you know, because Raw used to do this all the time as well, where it's like you've got two million people watching Raw, but you put this important storyline thing onto YouTube where 100,000 people see it. Why didn't you put it on TV where two million people could have seen it? Mm. And, eight, you know, 8 was the same thing. You've got... Yeah, 800,000 people watching the show every week. So we've put this important storyline thing where 10,000 people are watching it. Like, it's, it, the two don't connect. Yeah. Tim Arndt. I personally couldn't get into the Cody whipping angle because I know that someone in the world got off to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. Not a fair criticism, I know, but as soon as I thought of it, I couldn't unthink it. Oh, dear. I think that's on you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Tim doth protest. <laughs> No one was saying you found it kinky. No. And then you let that, oh, well, I didn't find it kinky. <laughs> uh, J.R. Briggs. Someone else was finding it kinky. Do you see Brody Lee making runs for the AEW title ever? Yes. Really? Brody Lee? Yeah. Yeah. I could see them going and being in the championship <coughs> picture 100%. Got to see how it plays out. I just, uh, I just think it's he's going to end up like a, the the Christian of you know TNA. Where Christian was always this this forever mm. mid carder in WWE, but everyone wanted to see him pushed further. So then he went to TNA, and they were like, "Well, we'll push you further then." And you know, he then become the <coughs> multi-time world champion with them. 
Serapro Fitness. The Dark Order promo commercial was in the form of a pharmaceutical commercial. I almost missed it myself. That's very cool. Oh, that is cool. That's so cool. Yeah, really good. Galactic Gaming TV. Greetings, boys. I think the Dark Order segment would be better if Frankie didn't come out at all and they dragged Orange backstage, forcing the best friends to go on a hunt to get their Cassidy back. Good S word or no? I think he corrects himself earlier because he then corrected himself to Daniels. Because it was mm. Daniels that came out. Uh, afterwards. Well, I think the reason they didn't drag Daniels or even have any interaction with him is to tease the idea that they're in cahoots. Yes. Daniels might be the exalted one. And I think that's probably, if you're gonna do that, that's one of the better ways yeah. to pay off the Fallen story. Angel. Noah Fortner. How does AEW improve the women's division? I think this bit Britt Baker stuff is a good start. I've been really enjoying Britt Baker's uh, work for the last few weeks. Mm. I think it's, it's been a, a refreshing change of pace where she, you know, previously she was just, I'm a smiling baby face plus dentist. Now she feels like she's a character. Yeah. Yeah. So well done. You've created a character. Yeah. Now we need a story. That's the next step. Yeah. And I think it, important feuds, <coughs> the title doesn't feel important. I think is is one of the key issues with the the, the women's division. So having some storylines and feuds that make that title feel important again. Yeah. Uh, Galactic Gaming TV just uh, corrects it to Daniels on his previous comment. Yep. Christopher Jazzcat. What an amazing name. I think Omega will turn on Paige. Your thoughts? So you think Omega's going to be the one to do the turn? I was thinking about this today. Not that specifically, but maybe Paige never turns. Yeah. Maybe this is just a crisis of confidence and he comes back as an enhanced baby face off the back of it. That's not the worst idea, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. because he's so over with the crowd now. To turn heel would... Be and it's so obvious that's where it's going. Yeah. To actually go back on that and just use that to fuel a baby face even more. Like, if when imagine him finally making up with the Bucks and Omega. Yeah. That'd be a way bigger moment. And not turning on it. Yeah. Like, mm. And also, it's kind of, it's a very similar thing to what they've done with, with Brit. Because Brit, it was in that Hangman Page role where, you know, she's brought in to be like this, you're going to be the top person in yeah. this division, you're sort of the blue-eyed baby face, we're going to push you <coughs> with this big old baby face. Crowd doesn't connect, so we're just turning your heel. Mm. So to turn page heel now would just be a carbon copy of what they're doing with Brit. So actually, I much prefer your ending to that story, which is that he just makes up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, e Jam King, what do you think of a Darby Allen versus the Inner Circle? Allen going through each member till he reaches Jericho. Love it. Yeah, uh, eventually. Darby. Yeah. But that, I don't think you can tell every Jericho feud with I will go through all of the Inner Circle first. Yeah. Because uh, they're doing that with Mox at the moment. Oblivious Carrie, good God, what kind of a woman are you? JR. Is um, that a. Did JR say he that? He must have said that line on commentary. Yeah, yeah I didn't hear that one. Uh, e Jam King, did you guys hear JR call Superbad a Jezebel? <laughs> so that's a, a prostitute. Yeah, it's an old JRism. <laughs> Jezebel. Zach Icon Linda. Spears should have come out for that last lashing. I didn't see him on the stage. Yeah. He, I mean, he should have been a heel watching on, though. Yeah. Uh, All Elite DK says, to heal heartburn, join the Dark Order. Make me chuckle. Oh, was that when it was? Very good. That's a, yeah, that's awesome. And Shane Sterling says, OMG, Moxley is a dangerous man, but do you think he risked the chance of having to go bigger and bigger each time to the point it might be too much? I mean, what's <coughs> next? An electric barbed wire fence match? Fear emoji. Um, I guess you mean with the eye thing? No, I think I think this, this is different enough from the all-out war him and Omega had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Wrestle Talk related. Mike Montiel says, "Thumbs up party. Can we get Chopper dancing? Lovely time with the boy." 
and our moderator has added just Dance Chopper. Well, he's, he's dancing over there. We can't bring him out on camera now. Dance Chopper. Uh, Colostopia. Luke didn't like the main event because it wasn't kinky enough. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they should have just done it in their pants. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, he took off his top, but why did he have his trousers on yeah, still? I don't know, man. Like, if you're going to do it, do it properly. And why did they use a belt? Why can't they use a dildo? Yeah, right? Come on. Finally, we're all on the same page. Uh, Nate dropped surname. We all know what. Uh, we all know that fan uh, was Ollie defending his bro. If I could have got there, I would have. I would have. I would have. St- I would have. I would have run in and take that. T- taken a lash for Cody. Six Finger Jake said, "Will you guys have an all staff live reaction for WrestleMania?" It depends. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but live streams are a slog because it's overnight for us. Uh, but we do have a larger studio now. Yeah. So potentially. Uh, Orange uh, says, I like the hat. Uh, but we're not sure what hat. Is it, is it Pete's hat? Could be. Is it Bompier's hair, which kind of looks like a hat? Uh, Gordon Maston said, uh, will Adam be doing reviews with you guys? Uh, we haven't really spoken about it yet. You literally started on Monday. Yeah. Uh, so just, just the lists at the moment, but let's see what the future holds. Next week, we've got a... A different thing. It's not reviews. It's not news. We're all very excited about it. So stay tuned. Uh, Brett says, since Ollie has lost Wrestle League, yeah, which you need to talk I about. I know. I've got it on my to-do list for tomorrow. He should either do his punishment song, his best friend CM Punk's cult personality, or his brother Cody's theme, Kingdom. Absolutely loved AEW. I'll add it to the list. I don't think any. Well, punks, punks could win because of the connection I have with yeah, and plus it's, and it's punk. What are the other options? Uh. Uh, Judas by Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Um, share, believe. <laughs> I believe in life after love. Isn't it like, do you believe in life after love? Yeah. <laughs> Benny's, I mean, I haven't heard the song since 1998, so I don't know. Uh, no, Benny Sato, uh, thumbs up party again. Uh, Jobber JJ, if King Chopper Whopper doesn't dance, we <laughs> riot. Uh, Zach, our the, the, moderator, who is Tomo, I think, yeah. has put Dance Chopper next to every <laughs> comment that says Dance Chopper. Can someone please have a if, a... if a Dance Chopper sign gets on an episode of Wrestling TV, that makes me so happy. Zach Icon Linda says, having a bloody good time with the boys. Bloody good time. EA says, Ollie, may I interest you in the Holy Thibble? If, you haven't, if you're confused, check Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw you tweet me this. What's a Holy Thibble? And I'm still confused. <laughs> I'm, oh, good. I'm concerned it's, it's some way to, to look at women's thighs. So I, I, hopefully Ooh. it's not that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I'll check it out. Um, I'll just be great. Adam to do more podcasts. He's got a good laugh. Or he's a good had a good laugh listening to him. Yeah, he didn't laugh. No, none of my jokes. No. no. no sold all of them. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> God, that was terrifying. Uh, yeah, again, we, we, we actually haven't. No, we spoke. haven't. We've, we've got this project that we're announcing next week, which has taken quite a lot of work. And all we know and about lists. him. <laughs> all we know about him is that he likes lists and he makes terrible cups of tea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fancy booking as well. Yeah. Well, it will happen eventually. Uh, Joe Cook said, Bucks should turn heel <coughs> on Omega and Hangman. I don't like that. I, I, I th- I, now we've spoken about it, I think the money is them all just being friends. <laughs> uh, Smarty says, Wardlow should dress up like Stardust for the cage match. <laughs> and Tommy's just said no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would, but that is a very good idea for MJF to do, to make fun of Cody. Yeah. By the way, I think MJF should win. At Revolution. Oh, yeah, I agree. Very much so. Yeah. 
And Nate Drop's surname, lastly, he says, wasn't Cody supposed to be on all fours like a dog? I think he just said, I'm going to whip you like a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sounds like, oh, who was the guy who said that it was too kinky? <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll, you'll be playing into his, his wildest fantasies. <laughs> I was just telling you before we came on air that um, I, so we, you know, for my hashtag other project, mm. I've got a special guest coming on in a few weeks. Um, Do tell. I've got Matthew of Botchamania is coming onto the yeah. podcast. Lovely Matthew is going to come on and be a, a guest host. Genuinely lovely guy. Of course, you could probably get that from his Coldaholic stuff, but. What a what a pleasant man, an absolute sweetheart that yeah. man is. Um, so funny as well. Yeah, yeah. He is just, just a litany of pop culture references. Yeah, that's how he speaks. It's like a different language. Which is why he's going to be very good on the show, though, mm. on the, the podcast that we're doing. But it's funny because he he sort of approached us about coming on, which was you know a big big moment for us. He was like, hey, do you, I, you know. I, I'm trying to guilt you into inviting me onto the show. <laughs> I was like, hey, you don't need to, to guilt us. We would have, certainly would have invited you on, absolutely. And so I was texting my podcast co-host about this, and he said, do you think it would be too on the nose to have him on the episode with Jim Duggan? And That's I said... perfect use of him. And I was like, yeah, maybe. I'll ask what Matthew says. So I texted Matthew, and I was like, is it too on the nose to have you on the... What would they play? <laughs> Super, uh, I think it's the Super WrestleMania for the SNES. Mm. And he was like, ha ha. Of course not. <laughs> so that's the show. He thrives off that. So that's the show he's going to come on for, which is very fun. Well, that'll be exciting. Just search, uh, what is it called? Master Geeks. No, it's Wherever you get your podcasts. No, it is called Under Consultation. Mm. Uh, if you look for Games Master in your iTunes store, it's Apple Podcast Store now, isn't it? Or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Your you should audio find it. content. It's called Under Consultation. Mm. But console is in like games console. Um, right, would you like a get better? Yes, of course. Yes. So we've got this one from Cody who says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, and The Henry. Cody. Not that Cody. Is it how he, how he had to <laughs> really take some, some whippings recently? Life really lashed him on the back. It really did. I used to have a best friend. Now he's decided to whip me a lot. Um, no, uh, this comes from a different Cody, who said, I've been sitting on writing this email to you for a while now. You guys might remember me as the chap who, ha who was getting married October 5th last year, the same day as you guys did a live podcast at the WrestleGate show. I'll attach ah. some pictures at the end of this email to share the beautiful day with you all. I've been wanting to share this with you for a while. I've just been low on energy to type out the email, so bear with me on this. <coughs> I've already knew to do before talking about my chronic back pain and the depression mm. that goes along with it. I had PRP injections, Stelsem, done on August 19th. Had the best three to four months of my life from September until December, being married in October, going back to work be after being on medical leave for three months, enjoying life again. You know, the good stuff. However, starting at the end of December and all through January, the back pain returned and I've been pretty miserable ever since. Mm. I ended up having to quit my dream career at the age of 27 because it was too hard on me physically and mentally. I got my master's degree in 2018 to work with kids on the autism spectrum, and I had to walk away from that career on January 29th. With no plans on career changing or a new job, I had to focus on my mental health. I celebrated my 27th birthday on Monday, the Feb uh, February 3rd, with the pain and depression consuming my thoughts. I have over $100,000 in student debts taking out loans to get my master's degree and work in my dream field. Being mar uh, recently married, I'm fortunate enough that my wife can take care of me in the meantime while I figure out my health and plan to get my life together. 
I wanted to write you before the AEW podcast. You guys can read this out the week of my birthday, and I wanted to let you guys know how much I look forward to every YouTube video and podcast you put out at WrestleTalk. Watching and listening to your content makes my day a little bright, a little better, and I can share a laugh and smile with the big brave boys over in London. The Hope- bravest. Hopefully next time I write in, I'll have a positive update for you all. Until then, keep up the great work. Much love from California. California. And that's from Cody. And look at this for a beautiful photo. For a wedding. Oh, look at he's So he's on a beach. The, there is an enormously tall tree, a thin, tall tree. Could be a palm tree. Yeah, looks like it. And he is kissing his beautiful bride. And in a sort of, he's kind of, lurching over and she's doing a more graceful recline Mm. I would say and she's sort of got the bouquet she's dropping it to the back this is what the podcast listeners want oh yeah great audio description of images descriptions of photos exactly but that is a beautiful photo of what looks to be a beautiful wedding so congratulations on that I hope that you have some better news uh, at some point soon yeah there's another photo there here's another one it's they're both walking towards the camera can confirm it's a palm tree what a beautiful couple. Yeah. Damn. We have we that do looks have like California. a lot of attractive listeners and viewers. I always like to think of them as just nerdy, sweaty, smelly basement dwelling folk. But not this guy. Oh, an- another Look at Cody. You're an American all-star, Cody. Yeah. Look at that guy's face. Look at his hairline. He's got like like the perfect head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That jawline, let alone not the hairline. I know, right? Ah. But yeah, that's uh, we, we've proven time and time again. Apart you're, from you're, Blake Ham, who's a piece of crap. Your bride also looks beautiful as well. We should point that out. But <laughs> she's all right. She's no, <laughs> she's no Cody. <laughs> Um, I thought about this yesterday. Did you see um, the new pictures that WWE released of Edge? You know, mm. now he's done like his. I am a WWE superstar. I need to go in for my photo shoot so I can have my profile on the website. Get that transparent background image that exactly. makes me photoshopping stuff a lot easier. Oh, it, it, do you know what? And God bless them for doing it. Mm. Uh, but it is. Holy heckins, it's a photo. Yeah. Have you, have you not seen this? No. Oh, you fill for time while I, oh, I get it now. Oh, you know I can't fill for time when you say fill for time. Just fill for time, man. I feel Just... like you're taking longer as well. No, I'm waiting for it to load. Well, uh, let me talk about uh, me and Adam did our first ever podcast together yesterday. Oh, yeah. By the way, that's our most listened to podcast on day one. It beat any other podcast you and I have done. I thought it might be. By how much? A a thousand plays. Oh, that's not too bad. I mean, I'm in a a weird trap. I want it to do really well, but I don't want it to do too well. (laughs) That makes me feel bad about the other content. Yeah. That's that's what I thought as well. And I did like, I was like, huh. All right, fine. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess that makes sense. Mm. It was weird, though, because I had a, I essentially had to... I realised I was not the draw there. <laughs> yeah. So I had to not speak as much and let Adam speak. And I... You that, loved speaking. Yeah, that was the first time we've done like a, a piece of content like that together. I don't know when he's wrapping up. Because <laughs> oh, oh, I'm like... Intuitively, yep. I know when you're about to stop speaking. It's very rare that we step yep. over each other these days uh, because we've been doing this for what, like four years. Yeah. But, but Adam was, you know, he'd, I thought, okay, that, is that the end? Is that the end? And I wouldn't say anything. I, I'd half open my mouth and it was like there was another 10 seconds left. There was actually more content to be made. And it was all, it was all brilliant. Mm-hmm. 
But it was just me getting used to another another man's style. Yeah. Ooh. Well, speaking of another man's did you style. Feel, did you, how, how did it feel to edit that podcast? Was it like watching through the crack of a wardrobe? <laughs> well, no, because I, you know, I mean, not to, not to give away too much of how this podcast edits, <laughs> but I literally just, where's the start of it? Where's the end of it? And find a middle point for the break. So I heard him talk about Brock Lesnar for a bit. Yeah, he loves Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Right, I found that picture of Edge. Uncomfortably. I can't actually find like the full picture, but you get the idea. Mm. Yeah, damn. So that's his Twitter profile little circle pic now. He is lean. Yeah. I mean, he that, that's the best shape he's ever been in. Right. To be able to get in that shape at, what is he, 46, I think he said. Mm -hmm. That's insane. The, the guy must be training and eating just non-stop. Yeah. But right. I, I always used to think, well, when you're famous, you just you just get in shape, don't you? But yeah. no, it's like an extra job on top of your job, which means you don't have a life. You that staying in that level of conditioning, uh, and looks wise as well, is supremely impressive. He is a very very impressive um, human being. Mm. Speaking of impressive human beings, tell us about your workout that you did, mate. Well, I don't. I don't give us your those. give us your own get better. <laughs> Well, I actually, podcast exclusive, I don't think I've even told you this. I was looking at all the ways I could do stuff better. And so this is definitely a wrestle talk get better. Mm -hmm. And I go to the gym a lot, I train, but I also, for the amount I do it, I should be better at it. Yeah, okay, in what sense? Well, I will eat pizza a lot. Yeah. I will not go to the gym a lot. I will half arse it at the gym a lot. Mm -hmm. You don't see these bits. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suppose not. You just think, oh, Ollie's sitting there at his desk. Not Ollie should have been at the gym today. Yeah. Which is what my plan dictates. So, and I also like, uh, I love spending time with my lady partner. Yeah, well, she's a great person. So, what I, th and she wants to get fitter, mm -hmm. she's sort of the same level of commitment as I am. Yeah. She, you know, she, she goes, she doesn't go. And then there's chocolate. <laughs> yes, right. Mine's yeah, yeah. pizza, she's chocolate. Yeah. And I thought, well, there must be a way for us to train together. She had a very busy January. So starting Saturday, we're going to start doing personal training sessions. <gasps> but together and the whole program is designed for us to work out together. Right. So it's like double hangout time. So I thought, you know, Having a buddy. Yeah. Wrestle Talk Get Better doesn't have to be a solo pursuit. Absolutely not. It might be more effective if you've got someone to do it to do it with. Yeah. Just do it do it with them. Exactly. I'm gonna do it with Anna. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in it. It's like they Over and over again. It's like Jim's dad says, an American pie. Hitting a ball against a wall with a tennis racket is fun, but it's not a sport. Exactly. You want someone to return that <laughs> ball. Yeah. And Anna's going to return my balls to me. <laughs> exactly. That's what I want. Yeah. Dude, everyone, this is great news. Everyone needs to find someone to handle their balls. Yes. At the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah, that starts uh, Saturday. Of course, she's got a long way to go to catch up with this guy. Well, I, yeah, so I had this, when me and my <laughs> wife did go for uh, runs together, we used to park run, um, which I think you might have also said was not really exercise because you're only doing 5K. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's... 
It's, it, is, it is exercise, but it's entry level. <laughs> <laughs> it's on purposely designed to be entry level. So massive respect for anyone who does it. But really, you should graduate from that in a month <laughs> and do longer runs if you want to improve at all. But what if you're not looking to improve? Well, then what's the point of anything? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But like, it's just staying fit and healthy, isn't mm. it? Isn't that the point? Mm. But um, when we were doing that, I thought that I'm in such bad shape. Like, I'm... I'm not going to be able to keep up with with my wife. But then I forgot I'm a complete foot taller than her. Exactly. And therefore, I've just got longer strides. And I was like, I just need to run on ahead. Mm. And I have to stop a lot and I have to take a lot of breathers. But I've just got longer legs. So I'm just going to go further. It's, it's a curse. Yeah. It's well, a shame that men and women can't be exactly the same. And that flattens out that uh, advantage. Yeah. Mm. Have we talked as well, I suppose we haven't yet, about, um, so, you know, Adam's joined uh, the rest of the talk now. Um, oh, am I sorry, my, you just pointed at the clock there. Ollie, just... Well, we're going live in under a minute. I know, and but... you just started a new story. But I just want to talk about what a complete dickhead he is <laughs> and how he completely ballsed up making a cup of tea. Yeah, Adam's first move in the office was to get Luke's tea order wrong. And not even just a bit wrong. He made a cup of tea for someone else and gave that cup of tea to me. I mean... Well, it's his first time making tea for everyone. But I gave him like, you There's know... like this, six of us. He, he said, how do you take your tea? A dash of milk, no sugar. So what did he give me? A milky tea with a sugar. Sat it's like face. he purposefully made it wrong. You don't do that by accident, surely. You brought this up every day <laughs> since it happened. It has to be talked about. Anyway, well, that's all we've got time for on this episode of the uh, podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with the magazine show. Oh, with... talking about those Q4 <laughs> investor cool notes. With Ollie Davis getting a boner over business figures and I've stats. I've already read the release. And, of course, the call comes later, but the release, oh, my. <laughs> So we're going to be talking about that and going through your mailbag questions. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.